Hey, welcome back to Pigeonal Hockey. This is Chris with today's co-host, Ben. Meow. And Michelle. Hey there. So excited to do this. We're excited for this one. This is the highlights episode. And everyone knows we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how is everybody? I mean, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, Chris? I'm doing all right. Uh, ben seems like he's enjoying having the cat on his lap right now. Uh. No, I kicked him off. He's being a jerk. And I like how I'm like, I'm like trying to come up with something dumb to say. Michelle's like, hi, I'm professional. No, no I never Michelle. know what to say. This is our first podcast together and you're already making me look like a boob. No, no, I'm not. I mean, no, you know I'm who is me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, nice, nice to be working with you for the first time here. I can't say that for Chris, but at least Michelle, you're here. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited to meet another one of my fellow hockey fans, so that's awesome. All right. So you got an Avalanche fan and a Capitals now slash Sharks fan because you just relocated to California. And we're supposed to have Seabass, our resident Canadian Ottawa Senators fan, but uh, he is off getting a COVID test so he can be a responsible coach and see if he can actually coach a hockey game tonight. So we lost Sebastian at the last second. It was supposed to be all four of us for the first time. Side note, I'm sorry, can I just, I'm on the side, so I was telling you guys um, that the San Jose Sharks, who are like my adopted team, are playing my least favorite team in the world, the Penguins, and it's not even five minutes into the first period, and the Penguins are winning 3-0. Ooh. So I'm glad I'm not watching. Never mind, we don't have a limit on this one. Let's just, uh, let's just hang out. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've seen. (laughs) Oh my god. I've had games like that, man, where you're a little bit late to it, and you turn it on, you're like. Oh, never mind. I, yeah. I do have my evening free. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it's painful to watch. You just don't want it to get worse. But like you also hope for a comeback at the same time, even if it's unrealistic. But yeah, it's just it's part of loving your team, I guess. <laughs> it is. You're always hoping for that highlight real like moment to actually be watching it live and that tell everyone about it. Because like Ben, one of the funny things is me and you were at the game back in Jersey years ago. The only Devils game I've ever been to, I don't know if it's probably the only Devils game you've ever been to, but there's this hilarious highlight of they're playing the Penguins, your least favorite team, and the puck comes in and it weirdly comes through the Devils crease and like Brodeur's dancing around it, but he's stumbling around it because it just came out of nowhere. And it's always in one of those like funniest moments in the NHL highlights. And we were at that game and we were all laughing at it. So we got to see that one live. Oh, that is absolutely incredible. I know what you're talking about. So that must have been awesome to be there. And yeah, I can imagine it was pretty hilarious. It was great. Our, our friend Amanda is a uh, huge Devils fan for some reason. But <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, we all went there. We did a little road trip back in the day and we went to Jersey and we went up to NASA Coliseum. Uh, we never made it to MSG, but we didn't make it back down to North Carolina for a Canes game and... I realized at that point how much Canes fans hated Sabres fans for some reason. If you're a Canes fan, can you reach out to me and tell me why you think we have a rivalry? Because I don't see it. Yeah, I don't Those... see how that works either. Carolina and Buffalo. I don't yeah. I don't know. Maybe just uh, wait. They're not even. Yeah, they're not even in the same division metropolitan. Nope. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, they hate us. Like, how do well, you hate, hate the worst you. team? 
You know what? I hate you, man. So, <laughs> so, let's talk about things we don't hate. How about hockey and highlights? Yay. That's what this episode is all about. We're going to go over the top 15 junior highlights with the four of us ranked together because Sebastian also did include his rankings in here. And I'm going to break down our total scoring. And I tell you what, we all definitely see different things in what gives us a one to a ranking of 15. And I, I tell some of our scoring, like I get a, I get somebody's numbers in and I'm like, oh, great. And then I get somebody else's numbers in. I'm like, what? Come on. That's that low. And then I get another person's numbers in and I'm like, OK, I don't know what's happening anymore. That's basically how this one rolled out. And I'm going to throw some shade at the three of you simultaneously and you'll see why. The, the two of us and you. Well, the two of no, and because Sebastian, oh, because Sebastian, yeah, and, and he'll hear it, and the shade is yeah. being thrown his way. So Sebastian, you hear this? Text me. The shade is being thrown, but you'll hear why as we go over this. But that's also the reason that there's four of us that vote on it, not just the goalie, because I have goalie bias, and I think you three are crazy. So let's break into the top 15. At number 15, the USPHL's Puebla Bowls, and this was on 3 December. The player is Alex Timmons. The video time is 3:15:40. Over halfway through the third period, and Timmons is playing in relief as the Bulls are on a pretty big loss to the visiting Mustangs. The Pueblo defense breaks down, allowing a pass from behind the net to an unprotected attacker in the slot. The pass reaches the Ogden forward, and he patiently picks his point of attack, but is outplayed in this chess match as Timmons lifts his left leg pad to meet his glove and robs the visiting Ogden player of another goal. Wicked. I had this one ranked at 14th because I thought it was a good save. As you were talking about, Chris, this game was so unlike the Pueblo Bulls. They went down by a lot uh, right away, and I could tell that they were just not on their game. They hadn't been playing at home for a long time. It was their first time back home after a long time on the road. But like you mentioned, the shooter was left wide open in the slot, and Timmons he was able to not get puck focused and recognize that there was the pass going there. And then he dropped into the butterfly quickly, as you mentioned, raised the left pad and uh, made the glove save. So it was really impressive, I felt, still. And Timmons, like you said, relieving his teammate. And that was a very impressive and important save. It was. It was a very athletic save. And I think that's why I rank saves so much higher than than goals and I, that's why i like having the input of non-goalies because the three of you have a very different viewpoint on on the different saves and then versus the playmaker ability but this is the 15 plays out of well over 20 plays that were considered smut there was a quieter month just based off of the fact that the last week and a half nobody was playing hockey but yeah so these are the top 15 that actually made it and truthfully lantuk had a few great saves that didn't make this highlight reel. He is ma- he does make this highlight reel, but he had a few that yeah, I think he had like three that didn't make this highlight reel. He had, he had an unbelievable month and I'm looking forward to uh calling his highlight. Yeah, on, on my end what Michelle said. <laughs> it was it was a good save. I like Chris. It was very athletic. Not that I didn't I gave it a rank 9 out of 15, like kind of in the middle, just cuz it yep. was great. But there were some yep. other things I saw that I was like, "Oh, snap." So this good, nothing against it. Good, good save. I couldn't do it. I don't know. Michelle, could you do it? Oh, I definitely could not. I think uh, that's definitely more of Chris's territory is being a goalie. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I give these gentlemen credit because all of them are better than I ever was. I know how hard it is to make the saves they're making, which is as we go higher into the, the ranking list and we talk about saves. For me, I'm almost always ranking the athleticism of the goalie and how they respond to it. Because I think when it comes to goaltending versus 
I, I think when you're coming playing out of net, one of the most important aspects is the hockey IQ. You don't have hockey IQ, you're going to just make bad plays. You're going to get stuck out there. A lot of things can go wrong. With goaltending, I, I will say I don't think your hockey IQ has to be as high because you just have to be able to read the play. You have to know everything that's going on, so you have to have a decent hockey IQ. But the athleticism important. You could be the smartest hockey guy in the world. You don't have the athleticism to be a goalie and and make some of these T pushes and wild saves and paddle downs. It's you're not going to be a good goalie. There's, you know. there's one other things that goalies really need, Chris. You said athleticism very high and then hockey IQ. You know what vision. the number three is? It's vision. I, I think it's knees that can take all that butterfly stuff. <laughs> yeah, my knees. Yeah, I've, I've had knee surgery for a reason, right? So, it looks painful yeah. every time. Uh, it, oh, it actually, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. If your if your pads are off too, and you slam your knee right to the uh, hard cold ice, it's it's even worse. But that'll take us now into number fourteen. This is the USPHL's Provo River Blades. It's eighteen December twenty one, and the player is Patrick Colburn. The video time is one eighteen forty on Hockey TV. It's late in the first period when visiting Ogden wins the draw, and the puck finds its way towards the net. But after a poke check and an unfortunate bounce, the puck lands on the stick of a solo Ogden player who has to quickly corral the bouncing puck and send it on net. But Patrick Colburn comes cross crease with two strong right leg pushes to cancel the attempt and keep it scoreless affair. The leg strength in this tendy is fantastic, man, because I'm telling you, when it's that late in the period, the ice is rough. And those goalie pads just they grab the ice versus the beginning of the period. But he got there, man. Really strong leg save. Yeah, it definitely was. And Colburn, he was able to locate the puck despite there was a screen in front of him. So that was impressive. And then this, I don't want to get into too much detail about this right now because we see this with another play, but it's kind of like that Andre Vasilevsky, those pad saves, how they're just able to extend their legs and display their flexibility. And I find that extremely impressive, maybe not at the caliber of another play that we'll be talking about later, but it was still nonetheless impressive. And like you said, it was just a great pad save. That it was. Uh, again, you mentioned athleticism. I think there's a lot there. You can see the lateral movement was pretty impressive. The other piece that I saw, like he just had guys like on top of him as he was doing this. Yeah. So very impressive. Gets Ben's. That would really hurt Ben, but I'm really happy that you did it. <laughs> All right. And that'll take us into number 13. And this is the USPHL's Pueblo Bowls. Also another play on 18 December 21. And But this is Artem Lantouk. The video time is 2.57.25. Late in the third in Utah, and we find the Bulls and Outliers notched at a 2-2 tie when Pueblo just gets a man out of the box. But Utah quickly breaks into the zone on the Bulls' penalty kill hangover. The point man passes it to the left side to Williams, who immediately launches it through traffic on net, and it deflects off a leg in front and finds its way to the left side of the ice. And another outlier attacker who quickly backhands it towards a yawning net, but Lantouk dives going paddle down to rob the outliers of the game winning goal a thing of beauty and again i was talking about lantouk saves this month he had another one on 10 december video time 101 15 check it out and another one on 4 december these ones just missed the cut but him and timmins just honestly had a, a stellar month lantouk just kept making my list but I, I only allow so many saves and so many so many goals Absolutely, though. What you said was absolutely correct. And 
Something that I brought up before, I know, is that Artem Lantuk, he's trained with players like Alexander Radulov and Valery Nachushkin and Evgeny Malkin. So he's gotten to train with all these great Russian shooters. So he's definitely got experience under his belt, that's for sure. And this play, it was absolutely incredible. And I would have liked to have ranked it higher, but there were a few playmaking plays that I thought just came before it. So I had this ranked at number 11 on my list. And as you were talking about, the left side of the net was left completely open initially. Landhook, he was just able to make that spectacular diving save as he's definitely got more of a Russian style of playing and he talks about that as well. So it's more explosive in his skating like Andre Vasilevsky and Sergei Bobrovsky and you can definitely see that reflected in his play. So this was just an awesome explosive save like he's capable of doing and just absolutely saved that play yeah I, I like how you said russian because i think he was russian to get to the other side of the net there like for me <laughs> a lot of yeah okay all right i gotta laugh I'll take i it. love that word play i love yeah that <clears throat> all right well that's that's the best <laughs> joke i'm probably gonna have today should i just quit should i here i'm just gonna hang up you guys just keep going you're much more qualified you're talking about like all the players you've played with and i'm like who's russian Look, it was a great save. Very athletic. But I think part of it was there was a defensive breakdown. And I think he was a little out of position. So I think like, the way I looked at it, it was a great whoops. And then like, let me make up for it. But I think like a better position and overall kind of like defensive visibility would have helped him. It's not a hit on him. I mean, like even the best goalies in the world do that. But I think what, what really made it awesome to me was how he made up for it by basically sacrificing his entire body to jump. Uh, leap, if you will, athletically over to the other side. So this great play. Love it. Ranks pretty low on my list. It's the 14th out of 15. Man, and you know what? You guys didn't rank saves that high. And we're going to continue on because the next one at number 12 is USPHL's Ogden Mustangs, 19 December 21. Marco Deronio, video time is 309-0. With the waning seconds of the third period winding down before the long holiday break, Ogden holds a 3-2 lead to visiting Pueblo. And the Bulls are coming on strong and pressuring Ogden when Deronio has to make a big save on the right side, but is unable to cover the puck. And Pueblo comes away with it behind the net and sends it up front, cross ice to the left side, where a Bulls forward launches a one-timer towards the net. But Deronio aggressively launches forward through the chaos and robs the Pueblo player of the tying goal with his right leg pad. And this is just icing on the cake because he had another really beautiful save he made earlier in the game. There's like five minutes remaining in a second. They were down to nothing to Pueblo at this point. Video time is 209.45 for people who are interested in it. And the Bull St. Ange attracts three Mustangs because that's what St. Ange does. He basically just attracts players to him, completely exposing the other player. And he just ended up robbing them. But, you know, that one didn't quite make the cut for this month. But uh, this one did. So what do you think? So this save, it was still very impressive. And I feel Duranio clearly had more time to react on this play than other plays that we've seen and other plays that we'll be talking about a little later. And while it's not a routine save whatsoever, this one, it landed at the bottom of my list. Definitely. I had this at, let's say, at number 15, just because even though he, he was under siege a little bit. And like you said, the puck came out and he made a sprawling save forward. It was He did a great job of doing that. I just... I don't know. I Like I mentioned, with the reaction time, I feel he had a little more time to react and he wasn't as much under siege as we see some of the goalies uh, facing a lot of pressure uh, throughout our list. So yeah, wow. I had this one ranked, yeah, pretty low at 15. Yeah, that's 
exact same, 15 and for the exact same reasons. So uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything. My my stupid joke in the last one, I think it makes me lose my privileges to add any color commentary. So, uh, Chris, yeah, uh, basically, Michelle and I agree. You're wrong. <laughs> well, you two think it's 15. Me and Sebastian thought it was fifth and sixth. So I ranked it fifth. He ranked it sixth. You two ranked it 15th. So that dropped it to 12th. And, yeah, that's why I'm saying you guys going to – hate on these goalies and the hate continues because we move into <laughs> yeah. oh, hold on hold on just to clarify to the, the the listeners this is one of those things again where it's like oh we're going to talk about marvel because you guys are huge marvel fans we mentioned once oh yeah spider-man was good and so we're huge marvel fans to chris and the same huge way like, marvel fans i'm like that was a great save not that was the best save i've ever seen this goalie should be cast in bronze and turned into a statue so we're <laughs> hating on goalies yeah, oh, I love goalies. I love I goalies, say, just so people yeah. know. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a goalieist or anything like that. I got nothing against goalies, and I know you're a resident Ogden Mustangs fan, so uh, I know that you like to talk about them. So maybe that's Ooh. why. Maybe you a little bit biased there, having that ranked a little bit higher or not. I don't know, no. but um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like we said, it it may not have been the best. It was still these still were top fifteen though, yeah. and these were all so hard to choose from. So 100%. it's uh. Yeah, it's nothing against the goalie or anything like that. It's still a great save. It's just uh, maybe not top of the list for us. <laughs> but that's why we we have – I like getting everyone's contribution because I have bias towards goaltending, and I know I do. I see it in my own rankings. I don't hold so much bias with the Mustangs, but if I do, this can eliminate it by having other people vote. Uh, if I had bias towards the Mustangs, if definitely they would have had at least one play in the top 12 last month, but they didn't. But neither did Pueblo or Noco. It was just one of those months where – all three teams played, but none of their highlights, they made, they all made the highlights list, but none of them made the top 12. But yeah, so, but that's why we do this. Cause you know, Sebastian's going to maybe be a little bit more biased towards, you know, forwards or maybe Carlton plays. And, you know, Michelle's going to be a little bit more biased towards Pueblo and Ben. I don't know what you're going to be biased towards in anything. Whatever you, whatever you don't, whatever you don't <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. You're going to be like, you know what? He likes goaltending. All the saves are at the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. <laughs> People can't see me, but I'm twirling my mustache. Well, we're going to continue on here, and we're going to 11th and yet another save. But this one comes out of the NA3HL, and it's the Atlanta Capitals, 22 December 21. The player is Paul Jarvis, and the video time is 147 even. With about five minutes remaining in the second period and a showcase game against the Yellowstone Quake, the Atlanta Capitals hold a 3-1 to lead, but Yellowstone is applying the pressure as they break into the zone along the right side through the circle and charge in towards the net, drawing in Jarvis and three Capitals players. But a quick pass through the slot finds an open attacker who's cutting in towards the net. And with all of Jarvis's momentum pulling him to protect the left side, the attacker cuts right through the defense in an attempt to bury an easy one in the open net. But... Despite all this right wheel momentum, he stretches out and drops backwards and goes paddled down to absolutely rob the Quake attacker of a goal. An amazingly athletic save. And I will say, again, this was even better than the amazing save he made earlier in the game. Video time is 1 minute 50 seconds, where he comes cross crease to rob Yellowstone of a goal that would have given them a 2-0 lead at the time. So, again, Jarvis stepping up, goaltending all the way, baby. Because this was such a great save, I did have it ranked a little lower on my list. It is at number 12, but I'm going to reveal the way that I went through these. So I looked, I watched all the videos, and then I ranked the saves, and then I also ranked the goals that were scored. 
And that's how I went about ranking these. So it absolutely killed me to put this save this low because not only was Jarvis able to recover after a beautiful cross-ice feed, he was also unfooled by his opponent's forehand, a backhand move, and he just made an amazing sprawling save. So I didn't like having this one that low, but there were just some goals that were scored that we'll talk about on this list that I was just, wow, like those absolutely had to be at the top. So I know uh, I knew you were going to be upset with this because, like you mentioned, <laughs> throughout this entire show yeah you you were a goalie yourself so you know how difficult and challenging it is to make these saves but yeah there were just some goals that were scored that I felt ranked a little bit higher but nonetheless this save was just incredible wow it's amazing again Michelle I, it was number 12 on my list I thought yeah you two ranked super, that one the same <laughs> stupendous uh really great save tricky situation uh I think I wrote in my notes here good save on a tricky play just, you know, at that point, I was just trying to kind of like, you know, get things in order and assigned arbitrary values. So, again, doesn't mean I didn't think he was amazing. I do want to know, because the only clip of this I saw ends kind of abruptly with the goalie uh, still laying face down on the ground. Was he OK? Yeah, he was fine. Because uh, it looks a little bit like basically the save looks a bit like an explosion. Uh, like <laughs> he kind was. of explodes out like he's doing a jumping jack and then just falls and I wasn't sure if maybe like, you know, he had a heart attack in mid mid save or if like the like, you know, what's that word? Centripetal force of hurling himself at that at that velocity might have been problematic. But I, I was worried that he was OK at the end. I'm glad to hear he was fine. No, he was absolutely fine. Uh, I don't I wouldn't have been. Uh, I would have torn at least three different things in my body trying to make this save. Which three uh, things? Uh, at least the whatever. <laughs> yeah, I would have torn three things. I would have been out for six months minimum. Six months out. Put me on COVID-19 protocol, something. I'm not coming back in. <laughs> you know? if, you, if you look at one point, like his his one of his legs really violently like flies around as he's twisting. Chris, I think your leg would have detached. <laughs> I think you're right. They'd be sewing it back on. I'm like, put me back in, coach. It'd be like this in the stands. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, did you catch that? Okay, great, thanks. Can we have that back? Uh, yeah, he's bleeding out. We're gonna need that. Souvenir. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I got it. It went into the it went into the rink. It's my leg. Yeah. But after all these plays, here we are. We're entering the top ten, and all five plays so far have been saved. So. There's going to be some goals now since all three of you apparently hate the hero on the ice as the goalie. So we're going to move into 10th place. And this is the USPHL's Pueblo Bowls, 17 December 21. The player is Brendan Dicker. The video time is 2.56.25. Late in the third with his team holding a 3-0 lead in Provo, Brendan Dicker grabs a loose puck in the neutral zone, splits the defense, and goes in alone on net and high glove side to extend the Bowls lead. What a goal. Yeah, absolutely. And this one I had very high up on my list. I had this one ranked at number three. And the reason I did is because this play is so representative of Brendan Dicker's game. He is always in the right place at the right time. He glides past not one, but two of his opponents, as you mentioned, and then he just lets a wicked wrister go past the goaltender. And he's just, he plays so calm, cool, and collected. As I mentioned, he's always in the right place at the right time. He'll clean up on the doorstep. He's got a great shot, and he just he has such great team chemistry with everyone that he works well on the, both the power play and the penalty kill. And just he is a great all-around player. He's six foot three, so somewhat of a power forward as well. So uh, 
definitely an all around 200 foot player and just such an impressive goal scorer. So I definitely had this one top three. All right. This one, this is where we disagree, Michelle. I wrote great individual effort, rank 10. Not bad. Again, you're, you're a great player. Um, you know, I don't remember why. Like, it looks very impressive. The great wrist shot, good aim, gets around three defensemen. Uh, again, I think a little bit of it was the effort, whereas the uh, opposition looks like they were a little disjointed, maybe a little out of, out of play. Uh, I also think, you know, if he's such a great team player, how come he shot it? Why didn't he pass it to one of his friends? <laughs> he was wide open. What was he supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, but I'm just saying you said he was a great player. Yeah, should, yeah. Don't don't be selfish. <laughs> I'm just now that yeah. to be clear is a joke. I'm I'm joking yeah. about that. Uh, Saint Odd is right there. Yeah, got it. I, on the that bench. Would be really Pass funny. it to one of your teammates on the bench. <laughs> do not take that shot. I don't care how open you are. You share, Mister. <laughs> Well, if he wants to pass it to one of his teammates on the bench, he would be perfect Buffalo's draft selection. So, you know. <laughs> but let's move into number nine. And this is going to be out of the NA3HL. And we're back with the Atlanta Capitals on the 22nd of December. But the player is Caleb Miller. The video time is 143.30. Just under seven minutes remaining in the second period and a showcase matchup with, again, the Yellowstone Quake. The Atlanta Capitals find themselves up two to one when Caleb Miller finds the airborne puck at the red line, gains control of it, and charges in on the right side, cutting through the defense and walking in on the tendy. He goes forehand and backhand while cutting through the slot and topping it up with a low blocker puck in there for the goal, over the pillows, putting the Capitals up three to one. Beautiful. So this one was closer to the middle for me. And like you said, it was a beautiful play. This is another dangle play out of many that we're going to see. And Miller, he just fools his defender. He goes forehand, backhand, then a well-placed, excellent backhand shot. And that's something that just absolutely impresses me when players can get the puck off their backhand well. That's something that's not easy to do and something that I know a lot of players really like to emphasize and like to work on is their backhand shots. So like I said, I had this one somewhere closer to the middle and I thought it was really impressive though I, I like this goal a lot same I had it in number eight I uh it, as rank eight that is which is good for me great great individual effort I, again it's just some of the other plays are so much more uh, amazing uh it, it's just so hard you know it's like saying which of your kids do you love more I I don't really have a very scientific way of classifying this. It's kind of like, you know, it's like art. How do I feel in the moment while I'm watching it? Whereas I feel like you guys are like, well, this one had four deeks instead of seven. So that's going to be slightly less down. And he only undressed two instead of seven defenders. That's right. The other team actually had too many men on the ice. And he still got around them all to score. No, I don't have that. I just have like, where where does it feel? Great play. Great individual effort. Really nice. uh, Really nice backhand at the end there. That's all. You got to be technical. You got to be technical. No, I think that's what's great about having the four of us on here. Like Sebastian's a coach. None of us coach. Michelle there, you got the podcast and you're really in depth there with the analyst stuff. I I have a deep voice. Well, you're no, you're the thing is like, I'm the the goalie. And yeah, you're the, you're the deep voiced fan. You're the one that sees the play as the, as the fan would see it. And you're not looking at all the mumbo jumbo. That's like, I see plays differently as a goalie. That's why you guys don't see what I see as a goalie. We all see things differently, which is why I love this, because all of our grades on these plays are all over the place. Some of us ranked one, while another one ranked at 15th. Like this play, 9-8-8-9. We all ranked it 8th or ninth. It was just one of those plays where it was, you know, in terms of all the great plays of the month, it made the top 10. 
there's better plays in it for sure, but it's still a beautiful goal. Yeah, I would agree completely. Like you just said, it is that one. It's right there in the middle because I was like, well, this one, like I mentioned, it's a dangle play. So it's similar to the other ones, but I just didn't feel that it was, uh, I don't want to say caliber, but like at the level of difficulty, maybe that I feel the others were. Yeah, and it is. Once you hear about these other plays, and that's why we get the video times. Anybody has hockey TV, you can check these video times out. So now we're going to move into eighth place, and this is going to be the USPHL's Pueblo Bulls, and this is 10 December 21. Let's just call this play the Thief in the Night, but this is uh, Kenny Thiefo, the third. Uh, with Actually, we have to mention Turcotte and Stecco as well on this play because they made this happen. And the video time is 319.30. It's Ugly Sweater Weekend in Pueblo as they host their in-state rival Eagles and have erased a 2-0 deficit to tie the game and send it into overtime. The Bulls win the draw in the defensive zone, and Turcotte breaks down the right side of the ice, carrying the puck over the Bulls' blue line and passing it ahead to Stocko in the slot, who quickly launches it forward to Thiefo, who already broke through the Eagles' defense. Then Thiefo goes forehand, backhand, over the pillow, over the sprawled-out tendy, and a dramatic overtime winner. So... You guys clearly didn't have this ranked as high as I did, but I had this one ranked as my number one. This was my number one. And while I was 100% unbiased while making these selections, I did know what the circumstances that this goal was scored under. I was at that game, as you were just talking about, Chris. They fought their way back from a 2 to nothing deficit. They tied it up, sent the game into overtime, and... Overtime, it hasn't really worked out in the Bulls' favor throughout the entire season, but this game was absolutely different. Three-on-three play was absolutely fantastic. As you mentioned, uh, Turcotte, who is just fantastic stick handler, he does a great job, but he was unselfish in this play like you want him to be, Ben. So, yeah, he was unselfish. He got the puck over to Jack Stecco, an awesome defenseman. And Kenny Thiefo, he's new to the team, and he really burst on the scene with the Pueblo Bulls. He was just He's just absolutely been insane for us, scores a lot of goals. He's kind of like Brendan Dicker, where I like to say that he's in the right place at the right time majority of the time. And I watched this play develop. I was at that game. And I knew as soon as that pass from Stecco was made to Thiefo, I knew that it was going into the back of the net. It was just, I I get chills thinking about it still. So as I mentioned, Thiefo, great addition to this team. And that was awesome teamwork with the three on three. I agree with a lot of what you said. I think it was great teamwork, super smooth. Uh, obviously, these are some people who pass to each other and, and aren't that's you know selfish trying to score goals uh, when they have wide open nets. But I think, you know, for me, not having that context, it was fine. Great play. You know, rank 11. I also took points wow. off uh, because of excessive celebrating. Uh, <laughs> and I think I think after you score... The best thing to do is to take a gentlemanly bow, no more than 45 degrees, <laughs> uh, gather your belongings, and then uh, exit the playing surface. Uh, and this was exacerbated by the fact that their jerseys, I, the video I'm looking at is a little grainy, uh, but they hurt my eyes. This was uh, too ugly sweater night. So next time, guys, let's try to get something slightly less ugly. Well, yeah, it may. This it made the spit and chicklets Instagram. So I, for one, I was a fan of the jerseys. <laughs> How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to seventh overall. And this is the USPHL's Ogden Mustangs, 3 December 21. The player is Marco Doronio. The video time is 2.26.50. With two minutes winding down in the second period in Pueblo and Ogden up with a commanding lead, Pueblo breaks into the zone and eventually the puck finds its way cross crease into the slot. And the Bulls attacker, who squeezed through the defense, 
is right there. But Deronia was up to the challenge, sliding cross crease to rob the Bulls of a goal with his blocker in the pad. And I know the video on this one was a little bit rough, but you can tell the save was a beaut. And I will say he had a couple beautiful saves in that game as well uh, at 104.50 and 117.30. And again, the reason that they are able to walk away with this win is Deronio's goaltending. Oh, yeah, 100%. And he was really standing on his head in this game. There's no doubt about that. I was at this game as well. And on this play specifically, Deronio, he makes the save, the initial save. He gives up the rebound, but then makes a great lateral push from left to right, keeps the puck out of the net, gets a blocker on it, like you mentioned. And that was a really good play by the Bulls, a great pass by Connor Williams. I couldn't really tell who the shooter was for the Bulls, but like you said, just got a blocker on that and kept it out of the net so nonetheless goaltending really was impressive in that game for the Ogden Mustangs I, I Chris I love this one and to push back on your uh, accusations of goalie hatred this was one of I think two saves I had in my top five uh, you know the point about the juicy rebound I think that's in part because he was basically on his own I think you know this is a great save not only just because of the lateral movement the guy is on top but it was so great the camera operator had a hard time keeping up with him yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I only saw about 30% of the save uh, in my feed, but uh, very impressive, Chris. This one got my number four. Awesome. Derodio yeah, you're the one that ranked it the highest. Was, was Doroni wow. awesome? I don't know. Eh, that wasn't very good. Uh, that's okay. I'll come back with some. No, they, get, they got the Ronio. How about that? Oh, that's <laughs> good. How about this? How about this? You know, you guys didn't rank it high enough. That was Doronius. Oh, I ranked it six. You ranked it four. Uh, yeah, I had it. I had it at eight. So I right in the middle again. Yeah. And uh, hold on. Can we can we do a score check? I feel like Michelle's had six number eights. No, I've what? got the scores all on the side here. I can literally. I don't know, Michelle. I'm calling too many middle of the packs. <laughs> too really too many men on the ice. Is that what's well, happening still, right well, now? Too many. Well, yeah, that's it. Beep, many, two minutes. You can never go wrong with number eight. Let me just that say that. First, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's her first eight. Um, she had number nine at number nine. So, you know, well place. All right. All right. And now let's move on to sixth place. We look at the USPHL's Utah Outliers, and this is on 17 December 21. The player is Nicholas Schwab, but you got to give the shout outs to Williams and McHugh on this one as well. It is at 254.40 of video time. With nearly seven minutes gone in the third period and up by one in Ogden, Utah finds itself on a power play after an interference call. Williams regains the puck in the left corner and quickly sends it back to Cohen near the blue line and tic-tac-toe. He passes it across to McHugh on the right side, who passes it in the slot towards Williams, who sends it immediately off to the waiting Nicholas Schwab. Goalies can't keep up with this. And he's all alone, right in the net, one times it above the pad, low glove side, and gives his team a two-goal lead. And, more importantly, the eventual game-winning goal. What a play. I absolutely love you took the words right out of my mouth. This tic-tac-toe action from Utah. Great puck movement with a sneaky backdoor pass and Schwab. He just puts it away. And this is a team that I know my Pueblo Bulls have really struggled with. Uh, Players will tell you that Utah, they're a very strategic team. They're kind of hard to figure out, but uh, nonetheless, the Bulls always hold their own against them. But like I said, they've struggled with them this year because of plays like this. Yeah, everyone has that. They have what are yeah. 64 teams in the USPHL, and I think they're ranked second or third. Yeah, they that are, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. They're a really, really, really strong team this year. So, sure. so I've been watching this this clip the entire time. Both of you have been talking. I've just been rewatching because there's like an ASMR thing going on right now. 
<laughs> just like the, the this is the tickiest tackiest of tic-tac-toe plays i gave this one my my rank of three um you said so, so who's the utah uh either offense uh coach or power play guy can he come to the washington capitals because geez <laughs> yeah they got to figure it out in utah for sure yeah they're, yeah they're a really skilled team this year and they're giving the mountain division a run for its money they're super strong and every team that they play right now is having problems with them it doesn't matter where they're at so there, there was so much tic-tac in that play that my breath is fresh <laughs> all right well let's that was fresh that was fresh let's take it into the top five speaking of fresh and this takes us into the NA3HL's Gillette Wild on 22 December 21. The player is Isaac Young. The video time is 117 even. Nearly midway through the first period in a showcase game against Long Beach, a short scramble near the left circle results in a puck finding its way on the stick of the Wild's Isaac Young. And he doesn't disappoint, cutting in front of the goalie and dropping the puck back between his legs and lifting it short blocker side. Love those types of plays. Beautiful. I absolutely love this one as well. I had this one ranked at number four, actually, on my list. So, Young, he read this play perfectly. He creates a turnover in the offensive zone. And then he finishes the job, completely catching the goalie off guard and the entire, uh, <laughs> all of his opponents, really. So, this was just an awesome play. And I love the turnover that he created that really just displays a great forecheck for them. Man, it, it's like he was looking into the Matrix and he was just like, nope. I wrote great steel. <laughs> Feels good, man. <laughs> oh my god! I love your notes, dude. <laughs> dude, like just it just looks like he's got a magnet on his. Can we check to see if he's got a magnet on his stick? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> so good, man. If that's your team, oh, mm, mm. young. I'm getting more ASMR. This is. Ooh, all right, let's keep going. Let's see if I can keep the tingles going. Let's see. All right, well, we're breaking into the top four, and this is USPHL's Florida Eels on 20 December 21. The player is, I'm going to slaughter your name, buddy, Cade Bugel. I think it's Bugel. But that said, the video time is 2:10:25, almost halfway through the final period in the USPHL Florida Showcase match with the Eels, leading the Junior Canes now by a score of 2-1. When a puck is set out from deep in the defensive zone, and Cade Bugel races down and acquires a loose puck a couple yards past the blue line, makes a deep cut inward at the top of the right circle to evade a Junior Canes defender, and then tries to cut into the goalie, but another defender takes away the center, so he swoops in around the back of the net, and despite the goalie defender's diving efforts, buries a stunning wraparound to put his team up 3-1. to one. So I had this one ranked extremely high on my list. This was my second overall pick, and beautiful toe drag move by Bujel. Is that how you decided to say it? Bugel? I think so, yeah. We're calling you okay, Bujel. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at us if that's wrong. You know, we'll get you on the yeah. show. Sorry, we Kate. will. Yeah, we got to get these pronunciations. But anyway, so beautiful toe drag move by Bugel. He lets the back checker fly right past him, takes it around behind the net, doesn't allow the puck to roll off his stick or the goalie to recover, and just a beautiful wraparound goal. And wraparound goals are like one of the hardest, in my opinion, to just try and stuff at home like that. So that was impressive. I really enjoyed to watch this play. I, I wrote, man, I with you there, Michelle. I wrote, I love a wraparound. Uh, and uh, I gave, this is my number six. No, this is my number five. Yeah. Um, so the player's name is Bougeau, the guy who scores? Bougeau. Bougeau. Listen, Bougeau. We're going to call him Cade. Cade, grow your hair out. You need to make sure it's in little ringlets because you're reminding me of Yoramir Yager from the mid-90s and you need the hair. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 
So, but the only other thing I'll say is this, this is one of those goals where if it's your guy, you're like, oh man, Kate. Mm. But if you're the other team, it's like when you're in basketball and you get crossover and you break your ankles trying to get over. Cause you got the defenseman and the goalie just like, woo. I feel like you need like a sound effect in there, you know, as it's happening, not a hit on them, just a really good play. I don't think a lot of people can make the mullet work. Yaramir Yager was definitely one of them. I mean, <laughs> it worked for him. You know, he was, he was such a good play. Honestly, like if he did it now, I, I don't know if it would work. We'll see. <laughs> it's making its comeback in Australia and apparently in Minnesota. So, oh, I don't want to see that haircut come back. But, you know, we're not going to talk about the mullets right now. We're going to talk about play three. And that's out of the NHL Northeast Generals on 4 December 21. The player is Brent Kiefer and the video time is 58.05. Nearly halfway into the first period, the Generals find themselves down one nothing to Maryland when Brent Kiefer grabs a loose puck in the defensive zone, carries it around one black bear at the defensive blue line, dips around another black bear in the neutral zone, carries it into the O zone, and strong arms himself on the outside of a defender before carrying it in towards the net and placing a perfect pass through traffic to Anderchuk, who buries it. But this play was created by Kiefer. What moves? And as Ben noted, shades of who? I said McDavid. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, sick, sick moves he made here. I don't know how I had this one ranked, so, but I had to because there were just some that came above it, in my opinion. But I had this one ranked at number 10, and that's below the middle. I don't know how. Still made the top 10, yes. Because I don't know how I had it this low because Kiefer, he does an awesome job advancing the puck up the ice keeping it on his stick the entire time while escaping pressure and dangling his way past his opponents and multiple opponents at that and then making a stellar cross-eyes pass to his teammate backdoor who's able to just bury it so this was overall an impressive play i yeah really well executed just everything you guys said like now that said this one actually does not give give me the asmr feels because it was just a gritty like I'm gonna I'm gonna outstrength you. He's got at one point the entire other team around him, or four of the five, and then and then to bring it all home, what does he do? Does he selfishly shoot it? No, he passes it perfectly and gives gives that honor to his teammate. What what an amazing person. Mm. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna move into the top two plays, and I will say about the top two plays, these are the only two plays that everyone unanimously picked, at least both plays in the top seven. No other play in this thing had lower than that. So basically these two plays outscored almost every other play by the highest. And so we're going to go into those. And the first one is number two out of the USPHL's Provo Riverblades for December, Patrick Colburn. Video time is 2.22 even. Just minutes into the third period in a tied game in Northern Colorado, Provo gets called for a slashing and has to go on a penalty kill. Noko wins the faceoff and starts their cycle. Then the pass comes from the left side to the point man who blasts a slap shot through traffic and Coburn comes up with a big save, but is unable to control the rebound, which bounces to his left, just feet away from the yawning cage when the Eagles attacker spots it and slaps it for an almost sure goal. But this is Patrick Coburn after all, and he sees some of the highest shot totals in the USPHL. So therefore he launches left and drops to a full split to steal the potential game winning goal from Noko with his leg pad. Absolute larceny. Yeah, I had to double check and make sure that this wasn't Andre Vasilevsky in goal this night just because there were such similarities there. And this is what I was talking about a little earlier with another Patrick Colburn save off the face off Colburn. He makes the save and then the shooter, he sees that he has a wide open net. But like you guys mentioned, Colburn, he was able to go into that full split, stretch out and get that left pad 
on the goal. And like I said, reminding me of Andre Vasilevsky, just the way he is so flexible and he makes those incredible pad saves. And I'm like, how did you not just absolutely destroy your groin at that moment? Like how did, how did you not have like <laughs> seven ligaments and muscles torn on that one play? And like my jaw hit the floor that he was able to keep it out. So I had this play ranked in my top five. It was at number five exactly. And I had a tough time though, choosing between this and some goals that were scored, but this was my, my highest rank save. My highest rank save too. I, this is actually my number two play. Uh, I think the split is super impressive. But like the first shot he saves too, he's almost being completely screened not only by the uh, the attacker but also by his defenseman. Combined with the full split, I mean that that was like a Braden Holpe the save level. Like it was such yeah. an open net, and I think he's a little lucky that uh, the shooter couldn't elevate it a little bit more. But just. Just, yeah, mm, again, like, I'm trying to think. I, I think Vasilevsky's a great comparison. Chris, again, if this was you, your leg would be in the stand somewhere. So kudos <laughs> to Colburn. No, I, I watched that one, and I think back to all my groin injuries that plagued me in Canada and D.C., and thinking, no, nope, I'd have felt something right there and been like, I guess I'm out for another six months. <laughs> you know, that's, I, could, I couldn't do that. I mean, just absolute robbery by, by Patrick Colburn. And that takes us into number one. Number one, and this is out of the OSP shell, and it's on 17 December. It's Sava Serduk, and the video time is 2:46 even. A lot of even plays this time around too. Things just happen right after the even marks on video times, and I love that. But let's move into it. Less than a minute into the third period, Ogden finds itself down by one to visiting Utah when it gets called on a terribly timed hooking penalty, and now are on the penalty kill. Things don't get much better for the penalty killers as one of the penalty killers thick breaks and Utah ends up with a pseudo five on three. The stickless player attempts to kick the loose puck from the right circle out of the zone, but to no avail as an outlier quickly scoops up the puck, enters the slot and baits the penalty killers and then sends it over to the right side winger, forcing Sir Duke to come full right side. But the winger immediately one times it to the solo player left alone, just to the left of the net and the player drops to a knee to pull a one timer on this, again, tic-tac-toe play same night, but somehow the Ukrainian netminer stopped all of his right-moving momentum and goes full stop using all able muscle to somehow push back left and rob Utah of the insurance goal. For me, best single-shot save I've seen all season. Loved it. Yeah. This one was a really tough one for me to choose because, like you were talking about, we saw this tic-tac-toe play. It was successful in an earlier play that we discussed by Utah because Utah is just that strategic team, as we were talking about. But Serduk, he has it figured out. Like I was talking about, Utah has it figured out. So does Serduk. And he was not fooled by this backdoor attempt at all. He tracks the puck the entire time, extends that right pad out, and just denies the outliers that insurance goal that you were talking about, not allowing them that tic-tac-toe play that we know they're so great at so I thought this was really impressive that he had that figured out and he just wasn't going to allow it I mean I agree with with everything that was I've done a lot of agreeing I don't disagree that much <laughs> I think what's great you know Chris you pointed out the attackers have baited the defensemen so now our goalie uh, is almost entirely on his own and he's able to challenge both lateral sides to force that tic-tac-toe play and then just gets there and uh, I didn't have this in my top five. This was my number seven. Hey, Michelle, what did you rank this one as? I had this one as, let's see, seven. this is video eight. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did have it at seven. seven. Oh, wow. What did, what, did, what, did, what did Seabass have it as? Number two. And I oh, had you, it my number one play. Okay, all right. So this I guess the, the math that, checks out. Yeah. Oh, no, I can send you guys all the stats, seriously. I, I've got all the numbers for what everyone scored. 
But uh, yeah, you, you guys have been spot on with your calls. I mean, every single one of these and Seabasses. But yeah, this is a absolutely sick sick play and the, the the movement in this one like i said best for me the best single shot save i've seen all season the best saves i've seen all season was again that garrett alderman play on halloween night where he stopped like 45 shots in a row in a matter of 30 seconds i swear it just but uh single shot ah this sir duke save this gave me like miller vibes when boston came in on three on oh and miller yeah. movements like it's so hard to do what he did here and i'm just so impressed that the muscles in this kid got to be insane. Uh, yes, absolutely. But really, just to reiterate, everyone uh, whose plays that we watch, the saves, the shots, even the, the stuff that didn't succeed, you guys are all top-notch athletes. So, you know, if we didn't pick you as number one, it doesn't mean we don't love you. He's not talking to goalies, anybody, because if you, <laughs> see my goalie, you see my goalie scores, it's so hard for me to find shots and goals to put in here. I just struggle because I'm like, I could just I could literally make a saves episode every month and maybe two or three goals would squeeze in there. <laughs> but I need to be checked. OK, well, when you come back to the North American continent, I'll be happy to check you into whatever boards we can find. Yeah. Michelle, too. OK, so Michelle, yeah, are you I in on that? Exact- okay. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, I might even throw a few illegal cross checks in there, but no, I'm totally kidding. I won't take it to that extent, but I will. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, oh. totally. Chris, I'm gonna cross check you in the base of your spine. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's too far. All right, I'll I'll give you a gentle tap in your your upper thigh. How about that? Uh, yeah, that's like when. Okay, well, I'm gonna hate on the goalie stuff here again, real quick, because here's again, like none of you guys scored the Lantuk save very high, and I scored at eighth. That that thing was so highway robbery, and I know you're saying he's out of position on that play. I don't think so. The puck took the weird deflection, and that's fair. You you can't judge for that yeah. in, a, in a play like that. That's why I'm like, eh, you know, in terms of like. And again, that's why I love these these episodes, because everyone sees something different. And I see it from a goalie's perspective. I'm always so impressed with how talented these athletes are at this junior level and, and couldn't be happier to talk about them. But that said, quick reminder that the CHL round of four game twos are on January 11th. And the nonprofit of the podcast is the Colorado Open Lands, which is to preserve the significant open lands and natural heritage of Colorado through private and public partnerships, innovative land conservation techniques and strategic leadership. So give them a look at coloradoopenlands.org. Link will be in the episode description. We do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. So be sure to follow us on Twitter, page official to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. And remember, players, coaches, owners, families, friends, fans, if you think there's a highlight we're submitting for the podcast for January's highlight episode, send us a DM at page official on Twitter and tell us the team, date of the game, and the exact hockey TV video time so that we can rank it for consideration. This was Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast with Chris, Ben, and Michelle. Tic-tac-toe. Yeah, thank you for listening. And if you didn't like our picks, uh, blame Chris. If you didn't uh, like our picks, yeah, I was I was going to say something else. But yeah, sure, blame Chris. You know what? Goalies rule. And remember, always clear your crease. <laughs>